Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. All right, welcome in everybody. Uh, it's good to be back for another episode. Uh, thank you for everyone who reached out after my last episode, and especially after not realizing it had been a longer hiatus uh, than I had originally thought. So I appreciate everybody reaching out and thanking me for the episode and for just continuing to do what I've done. And uh, I got to say that um, over the last week, I had an experience with things and just kind of with the idea of continuing the podcast and the purpose of it, like I'd mentioned in the last episode, and uh, just kind of had a moment where things kind of came together for me, and I just realized that this is something I want to continue to do and continue to provide for people on whatever basis or frequency I'm able to do that, whether the episodes are lengthy, with guests, without guests, doesn't really matter as long as I'm continuing to uh, provide content and provide people with insights into things that may help them or uh, just kind of, yeah, help them along their journey, along their struggle. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, it's something that, you know, we can be connected to as we, we go through this journey of life. Um, and so anyway, yeah, once, once again, I appreciate the feedback and people reaching out and, and let me know uh, that they appreciated the episode and especially there's the notion of time and just how important time really is. And, uh, so hopefully we all had a chance to reflect on that and, and have made some changes to try to improve our, our time and how we spend our time and where we put our energy and, and things of that nature. So today I just thought I would do probably a quicker episode um, but again, just kind of something's better than nothing type of thing. And I'd actually been thinking about this one for a long time, but it was kind of back in that time when I wasn't really just kind of pushing myself to put out an episode or to do something in that way. So um, obviously I didn't ever do it, but it kind of comes along the line. Well, well, first of all, I wanted to say um, a couple things that, you know, I'm really trying to get back into listening to different things and really kind of feeding my mind with um, different podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, I've been listening to one recently with Theo Vaughn and um, his guest, Tony Robbins. And it's been a great episode. There's been a lot of, there's a lot of good content. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd encourage you to take a listen to the Theo Vaughn podcast with Tony Robbins as the guest. Uh, lots of, like I said, lots of good information. Uh, but one thing he says, and I'm going to kind of tie this into like what my topic is in relation to trauma is he talks about the notion of like how a lot of times we, you know, may appear to be selfish to other people and a lot. And, and really sometimes that selfishness is just more about survival, meaning like we had to kind of be selfish to survive, to get out of whatever we were in or to deal with whatever was kind of in front of us. And without that selfishness or kind of focus on self, we may never have gotten to the place that we are now. But now the challenge is um, to try to let go of some of that and to, you know, give back more or give to others or be more selfless. 
And, um, and anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thought that just like, you know, sometimes we can perceive somebody to be selfish, but maybe they're just still caught in that fight or flight mindset, which is a trauma dynamic and which a lot of people are stuck in that trauma, um, experience and fight or flight is a big part of that. But that fight or flight ends up looking like more of a selfish behavior. And so that kind of, like I said, goes into my, my topic today. I want to basically base the thoughts that I have around this idea, which comes from the book, The Body Keeps the Score, um, which the subtitle is Brain, Mind and Body and the Healing of Trauma. So it is kind of like the, the guidebook to, to trauma research and, and understanding. But there is a quote in there um, in the, the chapter running for your life. And he says, being traumatized means continuing to organize your life as if the trauma were still going on. And that statement alone is, is so powerful, but yet it sometimes it's so hard to see at times how we have organized our life around our trauma. And so I think kind of what I thought is that maybe this, that, that I would, periodically do an episode of a client that I've been been working with and where we've been able to identify that pattern in their life where they're just stuck in that reacting that that trauma. So the first one, which I thought was a catchy one, is just like, are you still stuck or sitting in your poopy diaper? And where that comes from is that in doing some work with a client recently, um, we'd identify, we're doing some EMDR work. And when you're doing EMDR work, you're looking for different traumatic situations. And, you know, surprisingly enough, some people have very vivid memories of like, even before five, um, myself, I don't really, I can't really, I mean, even five is like sometimes a blur. I mean, I remember kindergarten, my teacher, some things there, but like really before five feels like a blur, but some people surprisingly enough have some more vivid memories at age two, even three, um, and so if they can go back that far and, and have something that sticks with them, it's, it's pretty interesting when that, when that happens. And so with this client, we were talking about kind of where maybe some of his trauma came from. And we did this exercise in EMDR, which is called the float back technique, where you're trying to kind of identify, you're trying to connect with certain feelings that you have um, within like a current situation and trying to let your brain float back, back to an early time and maybe you felt that way. And in doing that exercise, we came back to this place where he remembers um, him and his brother were fairly close in age, but he was older. He's sitting on the ground on the on the you know in the living room. He's got a poopy diaper. He's just sitting there. Mom's vacuuming. Got the vacuum in one hand, his brother in another hand, and he's just sitting there in his poopy diaper, just kind of waiting for mom to pay attention to him to give him what he needs. And he's just sitting there feeling like he's just neglected or is not cared about or not as important as brother or um, vacuuming or whatever it might be. Right. And now obviously we know that that's in the perspective of a two, three year old child who, again, we're very egocentric as kids. So we think more through the lens of ourselves. So it's not like it's, a bad thought or bad that he was thinking that way. That's just how we think. And so him making that interpretation that he was, you know, not as important or wasn't cared about that sort of was this kind of reinforced this negative belief in him that he was not important or that he didn't matter and so on and so forth. 
And it kind of also was like almost like this freezing thing, like, oh, I can't do anything for myself. I can't ask for my needs. I can't get what I want. I can't, you know, have mom say, you know, can you change my diaper type of thing? And so it kind of, you know, going back to the statement. So now how has he organized his life? Um, how, how has he continued to organize his life as if the tra- trauma were still going on? Well, in his current relationship, and this is where it kind of came to, we made some connections to the fact that a lot of times in his relationship with his, with his partner, with his spouse, he will just kind of sit back and wait. He won't ask for anything. He won't say how he's feeling. He won't ask for his needs. He just kind of sits back and waits. And then if she decides to pay attention to him or not or whatever, then it's almost like if she does great, if she doesn't, now he's kind of like in this self pity or sitting in his poopy diaper that, Oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody wants to meet my needs. Nobody is, you know, listening or paying attention to me or whatever it may be. And it's like, that's not really true because I mean, at, at the level of you're also very much capable of asking for what you need or asking for what's important to you or asking your wife that, Hey, you know, I could really use some time with you or whatever it may be. You're not that two-year-old kid who kind of just sits there and expects mom to, to smell the diaper, know that it's time to change the diaper or whatever, you know, whatever that is. And so we'd made that connection that, you know, basically there's times in his life where he just sort of sits in his poopy diaper and doesn't try to do anything for himself. Doesn't reach out and say, Hey, I could really use some help here. Or, Hey, I really need some time with you. Or, Hey, I really miss you and want to be connected with you. It's just him waiting for, her to pay attention to him so that he knows that he's wanted or needed or important. Um, and that's really what that comes down to is that he's looking for others to show that he's important rather than, you know, trying to get some of that met for himself. So that was kind of the gist of it is just like this idea of like, are you sitting in your poopy diaper? Um, and if you are, where does that connect to? Like, what is your trauma pattern that you engage in? that maybe is not so obvious to you right now, but as you think about it, think about some of the experiences that you've had in your past, think about some of the traumas that you've had and just try to think like, how do I replicate those patterns, those situations in my current day-to-day life? Because they're there. We just have to try to make those connections and try to find where they're at for us. And I think once we do, it then opens up a whole new world of, of, I guess, not necessarily well, a whole new world of opportunity for us to challenge those feelings and challenge those beliefs to where we can actually start to get more of what we want and break free of those trauma bonds that keep us locked into those beliefs that we're not important or we're not good enough or that we don't deserve or whatever it may be. So that's kind of just where I wanted to hit today. Just more of like a challenge to each of you to say, hey, like, let's try to identify some trauma patterns in our own life see where they connect to, and then gives us kind of a path towards doing something different about them, taking more back the power in our lives and saying, hey, I don't want to keep reliving this trauma pattern. I want to do something different. I want to, you know, if I have the ability to get my needs met in a situation, I want to do that. I don't want to just sit back and self-pity and hope that somebody pays attention to me. So stop sitting in your, in your poopy diaper. Try to work on the idea. Again, good exercise for this is just, you know, think about a couple different things that you might consider traumatic light, identify the patterns in those traumas, 
um, kind of what impact they might have had on you, what beliefs you might have uh, created within yourself, negative beliefs as a result of those. And then just look around and see what are some of the things that I do either in relationships or with other people or for myself that maybe are signs that I'm still patterning my life in the way of that trauma. And that pretty much can kind of give us a good direction as to how to break free of those. So that's just the challenge today. Um, again, I know it's short, no, it's simple, but something to think about, something to chew on. And like I said, I think something's better than nothing as we kind of go through this process of me just trying to, you know, still give, still give back, still give people something to, to look at and to think about and to give some content for. And like I said, these trauma things, these pattern stuff, I might be doing a little bit more of as, as they come up and as we think about them, just to kind of give you some insight or some food for thought as far as, again, where am I going to be able to identify my trauma in my life? So anyway, uh, hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good month, whatever it is, and that you're just out there trying to make improvements daily, one, one step at a time, one thing at a time, and making better use of our time as well. Uh, in, in our day-to-day -day lives. And so this is the Vegas therapist signing off until next time.